Hey guys, so today begins our very first highly questionable podcast slash YouTube video. Um, I don't really know what to call it other than highly questionable. So to start off with today, um, I figure who would be a better guest than to bring someone who's already in my home and is free to have on my show. So here is Kayla, who is my fiance that I talk about all the time. So I let Kayla pick what conspiracy she wanted to do today. Um, and so we ended up with the Elisa Lamb conspiracy, mystery, whatever you want to call it. So um, what do you know about Elisa Lamb? Like, what do, what do you know about the whole situation? So the only thing that I know, well, think I know is correct, is that... Uh... <laughs> you think you know. Well, yeah, because who knows? If I'm sure, right. nobody knows. <laughs> nobody knows. That's the mystery. Solid point. Uh, but yeah, I, uh, I know that some weird stuff happened in an elevator where she like pressed a bunch of buttons. <laughs> sure. and then, yeah, uh, yeah, weird elevator things. Weird elevator things, and then she eventually ended up in the what is that called? The big water containers they have in tank. the hotels. Yeah, the big tank. Yeah, she was found in there. Yeah, and it was super weird because she couldn't lift it or like get in there herself. And uh, I know that the reason they found her was because they people like drank water, like. She was in the water, basically. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that is, that pretty much wraps it up. Um, but so we can go a little deeper into it, though. So do you know the hotel or, like, anything about the hotel itself besides Elisa Lamb? No. I don't even know what the hotel is. So the hotel is called the Cecil Hotel. Uh, Cecil. Cecil. I think it's Cecil. Um, but it was built in 1924. And it costed, at that time, a million dollars to build the whole Holy thing. Shit. Yeah, it, it's, like, super extravagant. Like, you can even tell from the architecture of it today that it was obviously very beautiful when it was made. And it's just, it's huge. And it's got this really cool, old-timey architecture to it. However, so they built it in 1924. And then in 19, so five years later, 1929, what happened in between, like, in 1930s? Yeah. The early 1930s. Well, what happened? Well, I don't know. To don't our know. economy. It was shit. Yeah. So it was the, it was the Great Depression. So that's, yeah, that's what it was called. Yeah. That's that silly old <laughs> thing you may have heard of. But so it was the Great Depression. So they built this and he's thinking we're going to make all this money. This is going to be made for celebrities. We're going to have this um, high profile clientele. And then five years later, here comes the Great Depression, Aww. and so everyone was fucked, basically. So the Great Depression led to the birth of what is Skid Row. So Skid Row is actually right next to the Cecil Hotel. And Skid Row has, in I think in the entire country, or in the world, I'm not really sure, but at least in the country, the highest consistent population of hom homeless people at any time. Yeah, so Skid Row has anywhere from 6,000 to 10,000 homeless people at any one time. Um, so th you, this kind of just gives you an idea of the hotel itself. Yeah. What kind of area it's in and everything like that. Um, some of the reviews, I was looking for, through them. There's a lot of one-star reviews, but um, <clears throat> one of the one-star reviews talks about having blood on the towels. What the fuck? So I thought, I thought that was pretty messed up. And then there was another one somewhere that had talked about um, using, or I talked about they were spied on through the shower. I don't know if that's true or not. I How mean, people could know? just be saying all kinds of bullshit. I think they caught somebody spying on them, actually. What? Yeah. 
So, anyways, this is the hotel that the whole thing happened at. So, there's other shit that happened in the hotel, though. It gets worse. <laughs> so, it's already bad because of the area it's in. Um, but in 2011, it's really funny. They actually tried to swap it around and, and give it a new image. And so, they were going to do all these renovations and stuff. And they recalled it. Now, they call it Stay on Main. So, that's what it's called now. It's not Cecil anymore. Um, so, the history of the Cecil includes a shit ton of suicides, like okay. shooting themselves in the head, jumping from the building. Um, there was cyanide, like poison, like multiple, pe multiple people took poison. Why was that their destination? I, I have no idea, um, because it was, and this was as early as 1931, these suicides oh started. God. So the very first suicide was in 1931. So there's some other scary shit that had to do with the hotel. For instance, um, the Black Dahlia. Elizabeth Short was her real name. That was apparently the last place that she went before she died. Before mm. they found her, like, cut up as the Black Dahlia. Yeah. Yeah, so, um, <laughs> there's some other fucked up stuff. So, Richard Ramirez lived there in 1985, and Richard Ramirez was a serial killer. Um, he killed, so I'll show you a picture of him, because just looking at him, you're like, oh, uh, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> like, there's some serial killers where you see them, and you're like, oh, I don't know, like, he looks like he could just be a normal guy, but, like, look at this motherfucker. Look at this motherfucker. Like, you just sense, he's pretty scary but he's pretty much a run-of-the-mill psychopath like wonderful the kind of kills that he does are home invasions so he oh. between us it's really scary actually because they're all random nothing none of the people had anything to do with each other so all of the home invasions were just random there were anywhere from like kids to elderly people did he plan it out and know who he was around? no no and so like i said he was just like kind of your run-of-the-mill psychopath yeah he was really fucking scary but he didn't do anything so he was a satanist that was like the one thing about him that was kind of unique to other serial killers but otherwise i mean he used a lot of weapons that other killers use like knives and guns and hammers basically anything he could find so what was scary about him was that it was random and that was yeah. kind of the scariest thing so he was in jail for a long time um he ended up dying i think in 19 i don't remember 19 95 or something like that maybe later than that but he died in prison so the reason he got caught this is really cool so i'm off on a little tangent yeah. but the reason he got caught was because he so he had been doing all these home invasions and not everyone he went to died some of them mm -hmm. survived these beatings or sometimes sodomy and rape and shit oh um but he um his picture was all over the news and so he was just like chilling one day at a gas station or shopping or something like that and these people recognized him and were basically like mob mentality <laughs> at him and literally chased him and held him down and that's how he was caught that's um, beautiful. but moving on i don't want to get too much into that <laughs> the other serial killer that lived there um in 1991 was a man by the name of jack unterweger Un unterweger i don't really no. know how to say that but he um so he was a weird story because he just, I'm just going to sum it up really short, but basically he killed a prostitute with her bra. He went to prison with it, for it. He got out of prison. He had written in prison these autobiographies and poems and sh short stories and became a celebrity. After he was released in 1990, he started doing countrywide tours where he led speeches and groups and visited colleges 
and things like that. <laughs> it turned out that that whole time from 90 to 91, he killed seven people right after he was released. Yeah, so that's kind of a, a summation of his oh. story. But basically, right after he got released, he was living in the Cecil in 1991. So he, I don't think he killed anyone there, but that was his, like, home base. So same with Richard Ramirez. Yeah. When he was committing his, his um, home invasions, he was living at the Cecil. Oh. So that's just a couple things about the Cecil itself. <clears throat> so Elisa had made this plan. And she was going to go visit California and a bunch of other places, and she called it her West Coast tour. She wrote on social media a lot. I don't think I want to open these because they take a long time to open. But basically, um, you can see on her Twitter and on her Tumblr, she struggles with a lot of mental illness. So there's a lot of things that she talks about. Her The um, quotation that's on the top of pretty much all of her social medias says something along the lines of, um, you're always living in the fear that you're wasting your life or something like that. And so basically, like, you can tell through through all of her, um, all of her blogs that she definitely was struggling with a lot of different things. So, um, you know, that definitely could have been a con contributor because she also was for sure diagnosed with bipolar disorder. Mm -hmm. um, and if we're looking at the symptoms of bipolar disorder here, now there's two types of bipolar disorder. So we don't know if she had one, which is the more extreme, or two, which is a little less extreme, but still terrible to deal with. But, <clears throat> so if she was to be having a manic episode during this time where this all happened, we'll get a little more into it, um, the symptoms do kind of match what she was doing. And so basically what she was doing, the last thing that we have, or the last thing that we know, is that she was in this elevator, which is the notorious elevator video. Oh, and in it. the video, we don't have time to watch it, but in the video, you've watched it before, where she's mm -hmm. in and out, and it looks like she's like looking at somebody outside of the elevator. She presses a bunch of buttons. People are wigged out because the elevator doesn't close like it should. But I feel like that's the least suspicious thing yeah, out of everything. Exactly. Um, so that was so they released that on February 13th because she had gone missing. And so they did that so the public could see it and see if they recognized her. Um, so, so there's they thought that. that was chill. They, yeah, they thought that was totally chill. They were like, um, you know, we can't find her. They sent out a couple things before that, and then they were like, yo, check out this video. Hmm. We'll get more into that video in a second here. But her body was found in one of the four 1,000-gallon water tanks on top of the um, hotel. And so when she went in there, the tank was anywhere from one-half to three-fourths full. So this means that it was probably pretty full, like yeah. probably pretty close to the top, relatively close to the top. Um, they found her in there with her key card for the room. Her clothes were off of her, but floating next to her. And um, her watch was in the water as well. Now, I when I originally heard about these water tanks and the lids, so I had only seen a couple of brief pictures, but I thought that this whole thing was the lid, right? This whole circular part yeah. on the top here. It isn't. The lid is actually just this tiny square right here. Oh, no way. Yeah. 
yeah, so it totally changed my perception on a lot, on a lot of it because that that seems a lot easier to lift than yeah. the whole entire circular lid. Um, so so basically, out of all of this, there's there's kind of three main things that probably caused it. The first, and you know, kind of Occam's razor, the most likely, she had a bipolar manic episode, and she just kind of went fucking crazy yeah um so basically she climbed she had a manic episode she climbed out either the door on the top floor or um up the fire escape and climbed into the tank and couldn't get out either purposefully wanted to stay in there because looking at that lid you could totally open it as you're getting in and then as soon as you're inside it, it would just close yeah. behind you so that seems totally plausible to me, as long as it wasn't locked, which as far as I researched and read, it wasn't. Um, so it makes sense because her recent posts were actually talking a lot about being more impulsive. And so her blogs and things like that were talking about her being more impulsive. And while her friends and family didn't, like they said that she didn't really have a history of hurting herself, but it's very possible that she wasn't trying to hurt herself and she was just trying to do something nuts. Like she was like, oh, I'm going to do something crazy while I'm on my West Coast tour and swim in this water tank here, you know, because the other thing is that the, um, she didn't have any drugs in, in her system during the toxicology report. So a lot of people have been com- kind of complaining about the toxicology report saying it's not accurate. One, because synthetic drugs don't usually show up on this kind of toxicology report. Um, but two, because they thought that since she had been in the water so long, her blood was altered and, and, and she was oh. bloated and stuff. However, the autopsy is very clear to state that they, it took the, um, blood from her internal organs so that shouldn't have been an issue because though that blood wouldn't have been affected by bloating or anything like that so to read some of the symptoms of a manic episode of of bipolar disorder have lots of energy feel high or wired have racing thoughts talk fast take more risks need less sleep than usual to feel rested have more distractions than usual, have intense senses such as smell and touch. Hmm. So if you're, if you're even just reading that, like that makes sense to me how she was acting. Um, Here's another list. Feeling very up or high or elated, increased activity levels, feeling jumpy or wired. I feel like that's kind of how she was acting in that, in that elevator video. Um, But So, oh, and the other thing is that there's actually multiple videos on YouTube. I have a couple here. I'm not going to open them because, again, (laughs) time constraints. Right. I don't want to make this long. But but you can get up there. People have stayed at the Cecil, and you can absolutely get up to where she was. Like, there's no question. You can absolutely get up there. Yeah, there's video of people doing it. Um, and like, so one way is that you can just go through the, um, top door. Like it says that an alarm will sound, but it's very possible that it wasn't turned on at the time. And actually I did see one video where they just went right through and the alarm didn't go off. Hmm. So yeah. So, I mean, that's questionable. Um, so then we also have the other idea of, well, maybe it wasn't a bipolar disorder. Maybe somebody killed her and then brought her up there to dispose of her body. 
So this one makes a little bit of sense on a couple of levels. So this could have been, you know, an employee, uh, someone who lived there, some other kind of derelict that just lived in the area. Um, it could have been any number of things because with her impulsive behavior, not only would she have maybe been capable of going up there herself, but she maybe have been capable of hanging out with or falling for somebody who is maybe dangerous or not appropriate for her to be with. Um, Oh, one really weird thing, too, is that, so the only surveillance video that was released was the video from inside of the elevator, the weird video inside the elevator. However, a detective did say that she, there was another video from the morning, from, like, the morning she got there or something like that, and she's there with two men, and they hand her a box, and that's the last they see of the men. No way. And I'm not really sure why this was never addressed again. Because that, to me, seems really fucking sketch. That's really fucking weird. Yeah, so, like, there, this video exists, but, like, even the detective was just kind of like, yeah, but whatever. Like, <laughs> that doesn't even matter. What? I know. It makes no <laughs> sense. It makes absolutely no sense. Um. So, like I said, Eli Elisa was, based on what people close to her said, was not ever a threat to herself. But, again, this doesn't mean... But, I mean, maybe... Maybe she wasn't a threat to herself. Maybe she wouldn't have done something like this. Because at least, so at the time she was killed or died, at least three convicted sex offenders were living in the hotel. The fucked up thing is that, so people went through and found, and there was, I couldn't find the original comment because it had been deleted, um, but I did find people quoting this comment. So basically LA Times wrote an article about her death. And people were saying, this is a conspiracy because this, 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 this. And someone came on and was like, fuck you guys for calling it a conspiracy. I almost died there. I was homeless for a long time. I ended up there. I almost died there because of this man named Elvin Taylor and his son, adopted son, Aiden. And they took advantage of me and they wanted to kill me. Um, so... Elvin Taylor is a convicted sex offender. Oh, my God. The address right there is the address for the Cecil Hotel. Here's why this makes sense. Elvin was one of... Elvin has lived there for 26 years. So this is his home. So the, the rent there is cheap, obviously, because there's so much shit that happens there. Mm -hmm. So the rent has been very cheap. Um, in 2011, like I said, they decided they wanted to rebrand the whole thing. They called it Stay on Main. They were going to put thousands of dollars into re renovations for it at this time. So things were changing. It was very possible that Elvin was not going to be able to live there anymore. Um, so after a dead girl was found in the water tank, do you think that they were able to change the, those things or to raise rent or prices anymore? Oh my god, good fucking point. They weren't. <laughs> they weren't. Oh. And it's really crazy because Elvin has actually been interviewed multiple times by uh, different news agencies about the Cecil. This one is about how he's talking about he, how he's probably going to lose his home because of the changes that they're making. He's in multiple about Elisa, and it's very strange because the whole time he talks about the water and is sure to make it very clear about how disgusting this water was and how it was just rancid. And the other thing is that out of the entire hotel, only 11 people stayed while they cleaned the water and they got like bottled water or whatever. But of course, Elvin was one of them. He didn't leave. Yeah. When her body, because basically this wa the whole water system was tainted, right. and so everyone staying there was like, um, yeah, I'm gonna leave. I'm not gonna stay here anymore. Give me my compensation. Mm -hmm. Elvin's like, whatever, it's cool. 
So that's that's one possibility. You do have to think about though, why would he take the energy to like how would he even carry her up there, throw her in there? He could have just thrown her off the side of the building and made it look like you know what I mean? Yeah, like something like that. A, that's a good point. One of the other weird things is that let me try to find it here. Her autopsy is very weird. Because, and this very, this could just be a coincidence, or this just could have been an accident, or something like that. I guess I don't have the autopsy picture on here. I thought I did. But you can view the actual autopsy online. Um, the, oh, here it is. Here it is right here. Um, all, all the pages of it. But some of the pages that are most important, this one right here. So this page, um, the first day that they did the autopsy, I'm not sure which day that was. They had marked it A. Oh, excuse me. They had marked it accidental on 6-15. Three days later, on 6-18, they marked it as could not be determined. And then a few days after that, they marked it out, initialed it, and marked it as accidental again. What? Yeah. So isn't that weird? That's really weird. And that could just be a mistake. It could have just... Because I did look into both of the pathologists that were working that day, and neither of them have any charges or lawsuits against them or anything like mm -hmm. that. Um, one of the guys did, but I don't think that he was at fault. He was just involved in someone else's shit, basically. Um, but that's interesting, because that brings us to the next one, which is... Um, Demons. <laughs> so let's segue right into demons. That's casual. Demons or whatnot. Basically, <laughs> this third explanation would be that something supernatural took her life somehow. So based on the fact that she's in this elevator acting funky, mm -hmm. and based on the fact that she hits certain buttons, um, some people have said that they think this might be something called the elevator ritual. We did we look? Were you with me when I, we looked into this so, last yeah. time? So essentially, you find a building that's at least ten stories high, and you hit the buttons in a bunch of orders. Um, you're by yourself. And then after a certain time, a young woman may enter. Do not look at her. Do not speak to her. She is not what she seems. Um, and then at that point, you're supposed to hit the first floor. And if your elevator starts to go up to 10 instead, then you're going to be like on in this whole other world. And if it goes down, you just have to get off and immediately not look at anything like that. Um, so if you reach the 10th floor, you may either choose to get off the elevator or stay on it. If you choose to get off and if the woman entered the elevator on the fifth floor, she will ask you, where are you going? Do not answer her. Do not look at her. You will know whether you have arrived at the other world by one indication and one indication only. The only person present in it is you. And so of other ones that I have read say that when you're in that other world, the only thing that you can see is a red cross in the distance, and then you're the only person that's in it. So, I mean, that takes a little bit of imagination. The other thing is that the, the buttons she pressed don't really correspond with the way the elevator ritual works. So either she was okay. doing it horribly wrong, and she was trying to do that, and something found decided to kill her anyways, <laughs> or that wasn't what she was doing. Um... So that was pretty, that's pretty interesting though, because the other thing is that there's actually been two other bodies found in water tanks in kind of the same, one of them was even locked. 
So that one was pretty interesting. He was like a 43-year-old man. And then there was like a 30-something-year-old maid that was found somewhere else, too. So people are like, oh, what if this is the result of the elevator <laughs> ritual? <laughs> so I don't know. It, it's a bit of a stretch, but it's fun to think about. Yeah. It, it's a fun That's really interesting. Yeah, idea. The last, well, actually, there's a couple. So one of the other ideas is that, um, is that a cult killed her. And here's why. Because they had developed, so this is like some super technologically or scientifically advanced cult, apparently, because they decided to infect her with tuberculosis, a um, antibiotic resistant or medication resistant um, tuberculosis, and spread it throughout Skid Row. Because two months, or about a month, actually, after Elisa was found in the tank, there was a outbreak of a medication-resistant tuberculosis amongst mm-hmm. the Skid Row people. The other weird thing is that the test that they use for determining tuberculosis is called the Lamb Elisa, spelled exactly like her name. No. Yeah. Also, after she was killed, there was some graffiti that had been done. And um, there's another one, and it says something like, well, I'll find it maybe in a second here, but it's not English, and it seems to be more on the Latin side. It's not direct Latin because there's not actual um, uh, translations of it, mm-hmm. but it does seem to be like almost like a piggish Latin. This one says "fecto cunt her summa," and so people are saying that maybe that's the mark of the cult that had killed her. And that's really fucking weird. It, the coincidences are strange. Okay, yeah, I didn't they're know absolutely about that stuff. it's it's very strange. The Lamb Elisa thing, especially that yeah. it's spelled exactly like her name, is but very crazy. What would the point be? Why spread that? Cults do crazy things. I don't know. Okay, there wasn't. Yeah. That's the thing is that with the conspiracies like that, there's usually not a why. It's usually just like a this elaborate scheme, and mm-hmm. they just wanted to. I guess would be the answer. Um, this isn't really a reason, but it is, oh, this is part of the cult, actually, is that, so when, when learning about the Illuminati, learning about, when researching something that might not exist, um, (laughs) they, they say it's, it's said that a lot of times, like, you know how the, that magazine from The Simpsons says 9-11 on it, like, far before 9-11, like, shit like that. They say that they put it out there so that people, it's like they can get away from, karmic consequences Mm -hmm. because they can say oh i told them about it before it happened and they didn't do anything about it so basically the movie dark water it was first a japanese water or a japanese horror movie and then eventually was made remade in america but it is kind of weird because well let me just open this wikipedia quick because the names especially are weird but in the movie a woman is found inside of a water tank dead and they mm-hmm. find out because the water turns black and comes out the faucet's black and that's why it's called dark water because yeah. that's it and then the other thing is that there was um a, a large like a large noise and then a lot of flooding and that's like exactly what happened with elisa the person she was on the fourth floor, and the person on the third floor before her, below her, heard a huge noise, and then their room was just, like, flooded. Um, so that's really weird. But here's the other weird thing, is the, the woman's name is Dahlia. So the Black Dahlia yeah. was possibly was the last place she was, was the Cecil. Um, the daughter's name is Cecilia. 
So it's weird. It's all weird coincidences. Very weird. That is very weird. Yeah. <laughs> so then another thing could be that it was just straight up demons. It's just straight up. Like, they just, they just possessed the shit out of her and she went crazy and that's why because in one part in the elevator video her hand does like this weird weird thing it looks really inhuman almost it's really weird yeah it could have been what someone said that or somewhere i read that she was possibly double jointed and like my if you know my elbow looks weird when i stretch it out so it could be that her hands kind of did the same kind of thing so i mean the way that she was acting would have been maybe kind of characteristic of a possession you know if we could scientifically measure it the last um kind of ghost demon etc would be military experiments so this kind of ties in it could have been a cult that did the tuberculosis but it could have also been the military that did it and they were like trying to eliminate here's the idea for the why the military did it was because skid row they wanted to get rid of a large amount of the homeless population Mm -hmm. which uh, antibiotic resistant strain of tuberculosis is probably going to do that pretty well Um, makes more sense yeah you know but it's funny because the one big reason that people are drawn to this idea um, of the military is because one of the last links that El- Elisa tweeted was this article that is about um, stealth invis- invisibility cloaking. And so they're saying that the reason she was acting crazy inside of the elevator is because someone else was actually there with her. Because if you look at her, it does seem like someone is there with her. Um, So the idea is that they were wearing the invisible cloaking technology. They kind of pushed her to go crazy and kind of just, you know, poked and prodded at her already existing mental illness and kind of Mm. took it from there. Um, But the other thing is that Elisa was a huge fan of Harry Potter. So probably why she tweeted it was because she likes Harry Potter. Yeah. If we're being realistic. But it is weird because there actually was another connection with somebody military related. I don't remember if she was working with them, but also someone um, who was, um, what was it? Someone with one of these things, working with one of these things. Oh, there was inside of the building was a company called the Invisible Light Agency. And this could be an allegory for people are saying Satanistic type things because like Satan is the light bringer. You know, okay. and stuff like so. Invisible light agency was just a movie effects, basically, like lighting and sound effects. And people say, um, well, not even people say. One of the guys who worked for Invisible Light Agency works for um, a huge military company, government military company as well. Okay. And being involved. Okay, right. Okay. So the Invisible Light Agency. So one of the guys that worked for it works worked. I don't know. He worked for a military agency as well. I think it was like a weapons manufacturer or something crazy like that. So, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, it's all of a huge stretch, but interesting connections regardless. Um, The other weird thing was that the very... So, the Cecil was obviously the last place she was because that's where she died. Mm -hmm. Um, But the last place that she went was called the Last Bookstore. So that's kind of eerie, too. That's weird. Because that was literally the last bookstore she was ever going to go to yeah. in her entire life. 
So after hearing all of this, what is uh, your determination? Oh, and the other thing is that, so there was water found in her lungs. So she definitely drowned. Okay. She was absolutely alive when she went in. And there weren't any other injuries? No. Not that we, well, <clears throat> here's the other thing, though, is um, I don't think they ever did a rape kit. Um, and there, in one of the pages of the autopsy, it talks about how there was blood pooling in her anus, and that could have just been, I don't know how she was floating or how the body works like that, but, yeah. so I don't think they did a rape kit, though, so, mm. <clears throat> she was alive, at least on some level, she wasn't eaten, um, there were no, there wasn't any kind of toxicology, like, pill, there was a little bit of alcohol in her liver, um, but, that could have been there. Who knows how long that was there right. for. She probably wasn't drunk in the elevator. Um, but, I, yeah, what do you think it was? Oh, my God. That's so... There's so many choices. I don't know. I, I think um, a lot of them are far-fetched. Yeah. I mean, could still be a possibility. Yeah. We don't know. But uh, the medication, I feel like, it's kind of a big thing. Oh, yeah. No, that's the other thing is that her, so in her autopsy, she was supposed to be on four different medications for her bipolar disorder. Mm -hmm. She had only been taking three, and the one she wasn't taking was an antipsychotic. Okay. See, that's kind of what I was wondering. Yeah. She was skipping out on meds or yeah. something. Because then that wasn't even her mental health. So that was like her mental health enhanced because of the withdrawal. Yeah. And then the other thing is that when you're taking those other three and you don't have the antipsychotic to, to even it out, that can really fuck with somebody. So do you think that's what happened? She just had a bipolar episode? Honestly, yeah. I think that's what happened, Just too. wanted to go swimming, maybe. Yeah, I, I think that's maybe what happened. Maybe, I don't think she was trying to kill herself. I don't either. But I think that, yeah, it's, it's maybe, it yeah, it's maybe, um... That she just wanted to be, wanted to try something fun. She was, yeah. the whole trip was supposed to be her, like, living and, and being, having fun and stuff like that. True. So. Yeah. But then the other thing I wonder is the graffiti. Was that there before or after? After. So that is weird, too. But all of the weird things, I just can't, <clears throat> I can't make them make enough sense for me to think that that's what happened. Right. In my know? mind, the most logical thing would be. Yeah. Yeah wanted to have fun it is weird though that um because satanism has a pretty big base there and i don't know how much i believe in like that kind of stuff right, right? i mean if it's real richard ramirez was a satanist and he was a murderer and he was there um alistair crawley actually stayed there for a while who is by a lot of people's standards the most evil man that has yeah. ever lived and he actually wrote a poem while there um or a story or something like that but mm -hmm. so who knows so questionable absolutely conspiracy Very. i don't think so i don't think so either all right well this is probably already longer than i wanted it to be <laughs> so with that um we decided it's probably not a conspiracy it's probably just another tragic instance of mental illness um and i feel for her family overall this was a life that was lost overall yeah. i mean no, no matter what we think it's somebody lost their loved one and that's that's pretty unfortunate um, but I do think that nobody caused it except for just the luck of the draw. So, all right. Until next time. Maybe I'll bring Kayla with me again. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> right. Bye. See ya.